You do not need some fancy packaging or some guy that knows an unbelievable amount about the science of food. You don't need that because those people that are selling you that shit are doing just that. They're selling you. And I would encourage you guys to not buy in to those people that are peddling products, peddling their books in order to make money, and it's actually derailing you from the basics. It's Evie here. Welcome to EML Radio, where we are always talking truth. All of those things you need to hear that nobody else is willing to say. Hello, truth seekers. Today's episode of EML Radio is sponsored by Strong Start. Strong Start is a new 90-day program designed to give you the opportunity through a structured program to start living your most fulfilling life. When it comes to eating, moving, and living, there are three critical things to develop in order for you to have lasting success. And those are self-discipline, knowledge, and accountability. So after devoting over a decade of my life to coaching and nutrition and fitness and mindset, I found myself losing accountability and self-discipline. Now I know exactly what it takes to create a fit body and a mind and a spirit to live to my highest potential. But over the last year, I felt myself just slipping, which is why I decided to develop the Strong Start program. Strong Start gives you absolutely everything you need to bring order back to your life, especially in a time of great chaos like we're in right now. It's designed over a 90-day period with three 30-day phases. So phase one is designed for you to really hone in on developing self-discipline. And then phase two allows you to start using that newfound discipline to incorporate more choices into your eating and into your movement. And then phase three, man, that gives you the runway that you need to put all the newfound discipline and knowledge into place so you can sustain this progress for the rest of your life. So Strong Start works by providing you a complete program guide with exercises for absolutely every fitness level so that you know that what you're actually doing is going to produce the greatest results. And it keeps you moving in a way that is safe and that's functional for your lifestyle. It also gives you the mindset exercises to ensure that you're shifting your mind into seeking the most from yourself every single day. Because all of the exercises and all of the nutrition advice in the world won't help unless you work on building that mental toughness first. It also provides you a hardbound mindset and accountability journal so that you are writing down and tracking your progress every single day for those 90 days. And then lastly, the Strong Start Nutrition Guide uses my colors, not calories method in order to teach you how to eat so that you will never have to go on a diet again. Listen, Strong Start is changing my life and it is changing the lives of countless others. And it will undoubtedly change yours too. 
So head on over to evfats.com and learn more about Strong Start. Just remember, it is never too late to seek out and create a better you, but you just have to start. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of EML Radio. So today's episode is probably the most impromptu recording I've ever done. So I literally just got done reading through this forum, an online discussion, and it is about nutrition. And it lit me up so bad that I literally finished my lunch, walked into my home studio and turned on the microphone. And here I am. I'm fire because man, this just struck a chord in me that it just pisses me off so bad. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet so that I don't just sit here and rage and ramble on. But I got to tell you, this lit me up so bad because it's just another perfect example of how fucking complicated everybody is trying to make nutrition and eating. And the bottom line is the people that are doing that are doing it simply to make money off of you. So Oh, makes me crazy. All right. So I was on a forum where two fairly big name guys in the world of nutrition, uh, primarily like the ketogenic type of eating, they were having a discussion and some of it was lighthearted and kind of, you know, differing of opinions. But anyway, they were having a discussion around one guy liking kale and the other guy making an argument about how absolutely toxic kale is. <laughs> okay, so the guy that was making the argument against eating kale is Dave Asprey. I don't know if you know who that is, and I'm not throwing him under the bus. Okay, I'll get to that. But anyway, Dave Asprey, he's the guy that developed bulletproof coffee. That's kind of his claim to fame, of which I did bulletproof coffee, not buying it through him, but did my own version of it years, a lot, over a decade ago, and it really fucked me up. But anyway, so... He's making an argument that kale is so toxic for you because it has high levels of thallium in it. Now, I would be going way outside of my pay scale to even tell you how much thallium is in kale because the reality is I don't give a shit. So here, the and the reason this lit me up so bad, guys, is because let's think about it. Hey, they're spending time arguing back and forth in a friendly way about whether or not kale is good or bad for you. And at one point, he's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I like, I don't know, heroin and cigarettes, but I don't do those things because they're not good for me. And he was kidding, obviously. But it's just so dumb, right? And the whole reason that he's touting all these detrimental aspects about kale is because he wants to sell you his products, right? He wants you to go to Bulletproof Coffee and live a bulletproof life and buy his shit and buy his cookbooks and buy his books. I don't know if he has a cookbook, sorry, buy his books, right? Because if he just were to be in the business of telling you to eat real food, to eat real colorful food and stop eating shit, well, that's not going to make anybody any money. <laughs> I know that. It's a heck of a gig what I'm doing, right? Trying to make it profitable. Uh, that's a joke because doing the right thing and simplifying nutrition doesn't make anybody rich. So here's why this bothers me so much. And you may say like, okay, well, who really cares? Because maybe their audience are people that are deeper into nutrition. And I already know this would be his argument is that they're deeper into nutrition. And so they're starting to worry about those things like, should you eat a lot of kale or should you not? Right? Well, I would argue against that. And the reason I would argue against it is because I have had countless clients over the last 12 years that follow religiously like these 
kind of big name nutrition gurus like a Dave Asprey. And the problem with that is they follow that guidance and they split hairs over should they eat broccoli or should they eat kale? And then they fucking eat bowls of ice cream after 10 o'clock at night. So this is why this bothers me so much. Because when you overcomplicate nutrition, you overwhelm people like you listening to this. And then you only can follow that crazy dogma for so long before you're like, God, eating healthy is so restrictive and it's so confusing and overwhelming. I'm just going to fucking eat haagen tonight. I'm telling you, that's what people do. And so, although I think that Dave Asprey is a a genius guy, like he knows unbelievable amount. He has an unbelievable level of knowledge, deep knowledge, scientific knowledge about food. But my argument against that is nobody really fucking cares because here's the statistics as of today. I just pulled them up before I turned on my mic. So I made sure that I wasn't just rattling off nonsense. Okay. In the United States, 36 and a half percent of adults are obese. Another 32.5% of all American adults are overweight. So in all, more than two-thirds of the U.S. population are overweight and obese. And then people like this come out and want to tell people not to eat fucking kale because it has high levels of thallium. Why don't we start and all pool our knowledge and our motivation and our desire to be leaders in the world of nutrition and health by helping people with real problems? Last time I checked, nobody was overdosing on fucking kale. It's just infuriating. So... I actually don't want to just rant. I want to leave you with some takeaways and things that you can be doing because splitting hairs over what vegetable has higher levels of different anti-nutrients or toxins in them is not what you need to be worried about. And I know that you guys do think about these things and inevitably you do because this is the kind of the information. If you look up nutrition, this is the kind of shit you're going to find. And then it's overcomplicated and you get frustrated and you get confused. So you go back into your old habits, your old comfortable habits, picking up pop or Taco Bell or McDonald's, right? Like that's what people do. So I'm here to help you out with that so that you're not overwhelmed. I get so many questions from people along the lines of, this is another one that's a real common one. Should I be eating nightshades? And I think that innocently enough, the people that kind of led the charge on that, and they're never out there touting it for other people, but this is what they do, is Giselle and Tom Brady, which go Tom Brady, he is the GOAT. I mean, that is just an unbelievable performance he just had in the Super Bowl. So total side note, but man, that was impressive. Anyway, people look at high profile individuals and think, okay, well, if that's what they do. That's what I need to do. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you, okay, you're not Giselle and you're not Tom Brady. Like the world will be lucky if we ever see another equivalent to a Tom Brady in the athletic world, right? So you're not them. You don't need to eat like them. You're not me. You don't need to eat exactly like me. You need to eat for you. You need to eat for your natural essence, the things that you, your body naturally craves and thrives on. And I'm not talking shitty stuff like sugar. I'm talking about real foods that your body flourishes on. You need to pay attention to what foods don't sit well with you. That's not rocket science, right? And that's not going to make anybody any money. If you just start paying attention to, okay, how do I feel after I eat something? Do I have gas? Is my sleep disrupted? Do I get a headache? Do I burp? Do I get itchy? Do my joints hurt? That's the shit that is so easy for you to figure out on your own. So I'm not going to tell you to not eat nightshades. I'm not going to tell you to eat a whole bunch of kale. I'm not going to tell you to eat a keto diet or or a higher carb and lower protein and fat diet. That's so beyond where you need to be focusing your attention. 
So here are the things that I want you to start doing today and turn off all the freaking noise. Stop worrying about whether or not you're fucking eating too much kale because of the level of thallium in it. Ugh, man, that just really got under my skin. But I had to get this out or I wasn't going to be able to focus the whole rest of the day. Okay, so here's your takeaways. Number one, chop, cook, and prepare your own food. It is not too complicated. You are not too busy. You should be doing that for at least 80% of your meals during the week. Start there. Start by preparing your own food. You guys, that is really the only way for you to really know what is in your meals. It's the only way for you to assure 100% what you're actually consuming. Because when you eat out, you don't know what is in that food. There's all sorts of hidden ingredients, hideous ingredients, a lot of times hideous ingredients too. But a lot of hidden things in your food that you don't even realize you're consuming. So start there. Chop, and I say chop, and prepare your own food because that's where healthy digestion begins. Digestion does not start when your food hits your stomach. It starts when you first smell food. It prepares your digestive enzymes to say like, okay, here I need to get going. I need to be secreted because food is on its way. That is how you develop healthy digestion. So chop, smell, cook, prepare your own food. Second, and this one is it's arguably just as important as the first, if not more so, is to be mindful and chew your food slowly and adequately. So not only is this absolutely crucial for you to develop good digestive hygiene and good gut health, but it is also so important and will go so far if you're trying to lose weight. Because have you ever, I know you've done it, right? I've done it where you eat kind of on the go because you just get caught up and you don't really pay attention to what you're eating. You slam something down because your blood sugar's low and you're super hungry. And then all of a sudden, like an hour later, you're like, fuck, I'm hungry again. It's because you really didn't even stop to pay attention and enjoy the food that you were consuming. I tell you, that is definitely like for stay-at-home moms or you guys and gals that are like on the go and working long hours, that is so, it's just so easy to fall into that trap where you just stuff something down while you're answering emails or, you know, doing paperwork or getting your kids out the door. You're not even paying attention to the food and the nourishment that you're giving your body. So it's no wonder you didn't even have time to enjoy it. Then you're hungry an hour later. Well, it's no wonder. So you got to slow down and be mindful and intentional with every single meal. And the easiest way to do that for one is to not ever eat out of a package. That is like the cardinal rule in my house. No one eats out of the package. And I've had actually like dozens of people, dozens of clients and listeners reach out to me and say like, Evie, that one thing completely changed my nutritional habits because I no longer was just like randomly mindlessly just devouring calories. And the second part of that is making sure that you're chewing your food adequately. So when I say adequately, it's tough to do. It's chewing it at least like 25 to 40 bites, chews, so that the food is completely indistinguishable. If you were to open your mouth and show it like you used to do it a kid in your lunchroom, like, blah. okay, you want that food to be unrecognizable. That is how you properly break it down so that by the time it hits your gut, your gut can actually do its portion of the digestive process to make sure that you're really absorbing adequate nutrients out of that food before it just gets washed down your gut and out in your poo. So slow down, be mindful, chew your food. And then lastly is what I kind of touched on before. Pay attention to how foods make you feel. 
Now, there is value in doing like intolerance testing and all that stuff, but there's really no value in doing that. And I get asked about it all the time. Now, there's no value in doing that if you're not even preparing your own food for at least 80% of your meals and you're not even adequately chewing and paying attention to the food that you are eating. Because if you're not doing those things, let me just tell you what, when you get a list of like 300 different foods and how they affect you, it's going to fucking blow your mind and it's going to completely derail you because it's overwhelming. So you don't need to do all that fancy stuff. And I can tell you, like my family went through all of our food sensitivity testing, a really comprehensive one late last year in 2020. And it's hard, right? Like I had done it before. My daughter and my husband had not. And I mean, totally honest, like Casey's really not following his at all. And he's a smart guy, right? He looks perfectly healthy. Whether he is, is debatable, right? But I mean, he pays a lot of attention to his health. And I mean, he's a doctor, he gets it, right? And he's even having a hard time following that food sensitivity because I mean, gosh, guys, there's a lot of foods in there that he really loves that are good for him, like eggs, right? Like cheese, that shit's hard to cut out. So instead of having to go to those levels, what I want you to do is actually just start being aware, connect to your body, pay attention to what your body is telling you. Your body is so fucking smart. Your body will guide you. It really will. Now it'll give in to cravings like sugars and all those things. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying like pay attention to the foods that your body naturally craves. And when you eat a meal, pay attention. Write it down in a notebook. Do you have a lot of energy or are you tired about an hour later? Did you notice that the top of your stomach, you know, like right underneath your boobs, gals, like right there, did it kind of get distended? You know, that feeling of like where it's hard to the touch, that stomach distension. If you got that, okay, write down what food you ate and you'll start seeing some trends there. And that is the easiest way for you to determine what things set well with you and what things don't. And then after you've done that for a period of time, and I'm not talking a couple of months, guys, I'm talking like a year or two until you've paid attention and developed these baseline healthy practices, you don't need to take it to the next step. I know that's the fun and exciting stuff. And you get to like pay people for things and you feel like you're going to like change the world of your life by doing all these fancy tests and cutting out one certain food or fucking drinking celery juice to start the day. You don't need to do that. And actually, I would argue that all of those things and those interests are you diverting your attention from the real work because those things are flashy and exciting and they fool you into thinking that there's going to be a quick fix. And I've told you this a million times over. There are no quick fixes. And the more you focus on those things, like, are you eating too much kale? Good Lord. As long as you're focusing on that shit, you are missing the big work. You're missing the basic work that isn't fun, but it is so necessary. And the big work that will actually get you to where you're trying to go. You got to earn that stuff. You got to earn your way to worrying about or even to focus on the other tiny minutia that's involved in nutrition. And then I will tell you for the vast majority, if you just want to stay away from getting a disease. You want to have a lot of energy. You don't want to have aches and pains when you wake up in the morning. You want to play with your kids or your grandkids and go for a walk and maybe go skiing and bike riding and travel, whatever you want to do. The vast majority of you never even need to worry about any of the rest of that shit if you just implemented those three basic principles I just told you. So here's the truth that I am going to leave you with today. You do not need a product. You do not need some fancy packaging or some guy that knows an unbelievable amount about the science of food. 
You don't need that because those people that are selling you that shit are doing just that. They're selling you. And yes, maybe their heart is in the right place. And yes, maybe they really do care about people's nutrition, but it's unnecessary. And I get that those people need to make a living. Believe me, I am a conservative. I'm a capitalist at heart. I get it. But I also think that we have a fundamental lack of moral leadership in this country, in the world. And I would encourage you guys to not buy in to those people that are peddling products, peddling their books in order to make money. And it's actually derailing you from the basics. Hope that helped you out. I know it did me because I already feel much calmer and I will be able to go on with the rest of my day and be much more productive. Thanks for letting me get this off my chest. And I'm hoping that it was beneficial to you too. And it made you really stop and think about what you're focusing on and helps you keep things simple. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time.